Welcome to the All In Remote Podcast, where we believe that companies can unlock their potential, build healthy resilience, and succeed in an increasingly volatile world. We'll explore the new challenges of leadership, best practices for developing culture and trust, and the innovative tools that help make it possible. Here's your host, Kendra Kinnison. A key theme emerging from our previous conversations has been the importance of facilitating connections and even fun in remote work environments. Today, we're diving deeper into that topic with three team members that have been actively experimenting with virtual events and really all the other tools for connecting. James, Mary Helen, and Julia, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to explore this together, and I know from our conversations, lots of other folks are too. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, James, I can't think of any better place to start a conversation like this than with our infamous trivia series. So can you tell us more about where that idea came from and how you got it started? So previous to my joining allocations, I worked for a state agency here in Utah. And we had an auditor that we hired in 2019, who when we went into COVID and working remotely from home in 2020, he came up with this idea of using an app called pulleverywhere.com or pullev. And he had put together a list of questions and they have a competition component of their app to where as people respond to questions timely, they get a lot of points, theoretically up to a thousand points. And so it just allowed for learning, creativity. We used it a lot for application of different audit training materials that we would teach our auditors. And then we also did fun things too. As many people know, I'm a big Lego fan. And so Lego questions were definitely embedded in those whole trivia events at that point in time. And so fast forward to last year, allocations, I believe we had our first event, I think it was in May or June. And the idea was, well, we all work from home. We can't see each other, but we need to have an event to kind of bring us together, have some fun, pull off our hats and just really get dirty and fun. And so that's the genesis of how our trivia events came out. And our trivia events have ranged from vocabulary words specific to our industry, all the way to technology and science, of which that was our most popular topic. Everybody in the company enjoyed that. And in fact, I think the highest score didn't break five digits, which is a new record for the company. And then, of course, we also have our Lego questions, but it's been a very fun event for team members, and we've received a lot of very positive feedback with it. So I have to say, I love that this came from a bunch of accountants. I don't think I knew that, but that's got to be a new record that a bunch of accountants came up with the first genesis of fun activities. Maybe we're breaking all kinds of stereotypes and myths about accountants. So, so love it. Uh, All right, Mary Helen, which one was your favorite trivia topic, if you have one? And then what's been your favorite event aside from trivia? My favorite of James's trivia topics, which I think his wife, Courtney, was a large contributor for, was the chick flicks (laughs) session that we did a few months ago. I remember Um, that. I thought that I was going to nail it and like be one of the top scorers, but I realized how little I actually know about chick flicks and that I really only love about three of them that are out there. So that was interesting because I went into that session so pumped to win and then just did not. I don't even think I made the top 10. 
<laughs> Same. I thought math and science, you know, I thought I was at least up there a little bit, but in the last one, I think I was fighting for next to last place. So, so right there with you in terms of humility inducing from the trivia. Yeah. Okay. So we've done, you know, trivia certainly, I think, kicked off the series of fun virtual events, but you guys have done all kinds of things. Which one stands out to you as your favorite? I think my favorite is the infamous hit workout that we did back during the summer. It was, I guess our team was half the size or less than half. So not everyone got to experience it. But for those who don't know, a HIT workout, HIT stands for high intensity interval training. And it was high intensity people just laying on their living room floors gasping for air. That was, it was a vulnerable experience. Everyone was so sweaty on camera and laying on their floors dying basically. Well, uh, and it had a twist. We had to, we were not only were we, you know, dying from the, from working <laughs> right up until the workout, working out and then working right after, aside from that sandwich, but wasn't it like 80s themed or something like that? So we were wearing all kinds of fun stuff too. Yes, it was 80s themed. There were fun outfits, a lot of sweat headbands. So that was even more humbling and vulnerable coming in your cute 80s workout gear, being silly and then being completely destroyed by the workout. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Julia, I think you narrowly missed the hit workout. It sounds amazing. So which one stands out to you in terms of our virtual events as your favorite? So I will have to say there was an ops lunch with Oli and it was her idea was actually to collect baby photos from all the team members. And then during the lunch, everyone would present their baby photo and talk about it. And first of all, collecting the baby photos was everything because I got to see like everyone as a baby. Like how often do you have the opportunity to see your coworkers as a baby? And then during the actual lunch, like when everyone was talking about themselves and what the picture, you know, what occurred in the picture, it was just really cool. Like it was just one of those kind of moments where you get to see your coworkers in another facet, which is one thing I love about virtual events. Oh, that's such a great point. And and I think, I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I (laughs) I wasn't expecting that one. And And it just reminds me, and Mary Helen, you already touched on this, that the the ones where we get to see each other vulnerably in the best sense of the word, right? We we get to see each other and really learn who each of us are as people, not just these worker bees that get together just to make products and make products happen and make clients happy. It's really cool too, because you have this moment where it's like, oh my gosh, even with the hit workout, like, do you remember what we did? How silly we were? Like, it's like a moment of connection. It's really cool. Absolutely. So those, and I love the trivia and the baby pictures completely free, right? Completely free and internally organized. Didn't really need other than, well, I guess James puts in tons of extra, tons of extra effort in theming the questions and consulting experts where, where need be. And they usually have theme music and often James has a themed outfit that he's wearing. So he really goes all out, but there's not, we haven't used an external facilitator. Mary Helen, you've been involved in quite a bit where we've used external facilitators. Can you talk about how, what your thought process is in choosing, choosing the facilitator that we're going with, 
what criteria you're looking for and how you craft the event based on the size of the team that's participating. Yes, totally. There's this really good website company, teambuilding.com, that we've booked a couple of our events through. The ones they're facilitated with a host, there's this really cool interface. It's almost like you're in a video game or something. But for those, so they have a ton of different options as far as different types of activities, different types of events. So I usually hop on with our sales rep there and he sort of takes me through and previews all of the games that they're currently running. And one big thing for me is always, I know our team likes to be competitive. And I also think like that laughter is the best medicine thing is super important. And that really brings people together and really facilitates the connection when you can just laugh at each other, laugh at yourselves, have a good laugh together. So I always look for something that's light and fun, but also has a little bit of that competitive edge. Sometimes it's also a trivia. I think the last one was not as good as James's trivia usually is, but I do like the teambuilding.com ones. What are some examples? I remember I think I remember an Olympic themed one, a superhero themed one. Yeah. What, are, what are some that you've crafted for that? We've done the Superhero Academy was super fun. Lots of different types of activities in breakout rooms. And that was sort of right at a point when we'd started hiring a lot of people and the team had just really started to grow and bursting at the seams. So we picked that event specifically because of the breakout rooms and how much activity during that event would be focused in your smaller group. Because, you know, we sort of realized there are all these new faces on our stand-up calls and all these new names on Slack. How can we do something that allows people to get to know each other a little better? So on that one, I actually asked the sales rep, like, okay, what's one where people can really be in these smaller groups and learn about each other and have fun together because that seemed really important at that time. Oh, nice. So really taking it from a large group activity to several smaller group activities really intentionally. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's brilliant. So Julia, what stands out to you in the events that we've done as a larger team, as the ones that have worked, or has it been more helpful in your opinion to do them in smaller sections as opposed to the the whole company at one time? So I would have to say the large company ones, like MH said, branching off into those breakout groups have been great. Like the one that I was in in the previous one, they were like, pick something off your desk that resonates with you. And I picked up a crystal and then I found out someone else in my group, they picked up a huge crystal next to them. And they're like, I'm growing crystals. And it's just like, how would I know that you were growing crystals outside of this scenario? So I love the breakout rooms, but another one that I found that people really enjoy are the escape games. So these are the games that we've done for individual teams. And one is like gold mine and the other one's like art heist. (laughs) And basically there's like a timer and they have to break out of this place within this amount of time. And it's fun because the teams are getting competitive with each other. They're like, I got out in this amount of time and I got out in this amount of time. So those smaller groups, I do find 
really work out and they're just, they're really a giggle. Like, I feel like you got to come to these things ready to have a laugh (laughs) and they work. They're awesome. So I haven't been able to do any of the virtual escape rooms. I'm sort of a real life escape room nerd. I've done, (laughs) I don't know, as as many as I can find time for, you know, maybe six Mm -hmm. or eight in those. So I'm curious, is it really a virtual escape room or is it a, one of the real life escape rooms and you're accompanying somebody else that's doing it for you? What's the format of those? So I think it is fully virtual, but they do offer the ability to have it like a hybrid type of scenario. I haven't arranged one of those yet, but yeah, the ones that I've arranged have all been fully virtual. But yeah, I've done an in-person escape game and it's like, ah, get me out of here. Like it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so the virtual replicates the experience pretty well? I don't know if it's like exactly the same. I never say like virtual events are like the same as in person because I I feel like they're like, you know, they accompany in-person events. Like I don't, I wouldn't say they replace them. So I wouldn't say it's the same, but I do think it is like fun. I do think it's very fun. Great, great point. And perhaps to even sort of say that louder, that virtual events probably will never tick Mm -hmm. the same boxes exactly the same way that in-person events do. And we probably want to find ways to do both if possible, but we're, we are really a spread out bunch. I think James has the actual stats, but for teams where for a variety of reasons, meeting in person isn't feasible or isn't feasible as often as we'd like, are you guys finding that these virtual events do facilitate enough connection that teams feel like they can bond together? Oh, definitely. I totally, I'm like a hundred percent behind them. Like, I think they're awesome. Yeah, I think so too. And one thing I sort of always notice after a virtual event with either our larger group or just a team versus like having been on a Zoom call with the same team for an hour, after the virtual event, there's this commonality that at the end of the Zoom meeting or the virtual event, you turn the screen off or exit the video and you're sitting in this room in your house by yourself, you know, (laughs) and everyone experiences that. But after the virtual events, I find myself like still laughing or smiling or pinging someone that I don't talk to every day to kind of have a laugh or a chat about something that happened during the event. So just seeing that connection sort of the way you feel it and seeing it last for a more extended period of time, I think is really special. So it's kind of like exercise or what they tell us about exercise. You don't just get the benefit in the moment that you're doing it. You get it over that extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Okay. So for each of you, are there any events that we haven't tried yet that you've got your eye on or a particular twist to an event? I mean, what's What's coming up that we haven't done yet that you're thinking about exploring? And Mary Helen, you, you look like you've got one ready to go. Yes, I do. And I, so I think when our team was much, much smaller, I think one of these events happened at a Christmas a couple of years ago, a murder mystery scenario virtual event. We definitely have one of those on the list for one of the organized virtual events that we'll have coming up over the next few months. So I'm super excited about that one because I don't, I love a theme. I love 
mystery, surprise, true crime, you know, I want all the, all the hot buttons. Yeah. Love it. I think you're right. I think we did that when we were maybe seven or eight folks many moons ago. All right, Julia, what stands out to you as something next on the list? I would say something that could be really cool could be potentially having like a speaker or someone that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get in person, but you can get over, you know, Zoom. I think that would be really cool. Like, I don't know exactly who yet, but someone may be notable in the field, reaching out to them and seeing if they would be interested in doing like a talk or something like that. And people can submit questions. Like you would never be able to ask whomever this notable person is and questions at an in-person event or something like that. But maybe your questions can be heard virtually. So I think that could be really cool. Oh, great point. And this is one of those sort of you contrasted earlier, the difference between in-person and virtual. We can access folks that maybe we could never access in person. And so we should do that. Absolutely. All right. I think that's absolutely going on the list too. James, what stands out to you? Yeah, I have a number of ideas that I've thought of over the years or have done at previous employers. So one is a virtual scavenger hunt. So you provide a list and allow people a short amount of time to go around their house putting stuff together. And it's quite interesting seeing people's interpretation of what yarn is or, (laughs) you know, different objects like that. Generally, you function as a team and as a collective, you try and get that list and see who can get it most complete. I've also thought of a talent show. Now, me being a singer, I don't know how singing would come across very well, though I hear we get raving reviews and you know might get some very notable rewards for our happy birthday singing. But I think that would be a lot of fun just to share in the talents and and skills that we all have and enjoy. I think those are two events that would be a lot of fun. Very cool. Okay, so you brought up another one that maybe is not a standalone event, but is is absolutely a ritual, I would say, that we have embraced in our company rhythms. And Mary Helen, I think you were the first person to actually catch one on a recording. We used to prohibit them from being uh, being <laughs> recorded, but I think we're past that point now. They are in the public domain. So tell everybody kind of what's going on with, with birthdays. Oh my gosh, this is the most magical slash horrific sounding thing. <laughs> in the world. When it's someone's birthday or their birthday week during stand-up at the end, the entire team comes off of mute and sings happy birthday to this person. As you can imagine, it's people in these rooms in their homes by themselves singing happy birthday out loud to kind of no one. So when you hear it played back, it's just all these bits and pieces of the happy birthday song from all of these different voices and faces. It's really cool to watch the end result of. (laughs) I think on the last one, we even went for multiple languages at the same, or two ago, we went for multiple languages at at the same time. Yeah, James, what are we up to? 14 or 15 different languages that the team speaks? We'll need to do another Slack poll because I think it has gone up. I do remember last time we were at about 17 different languages. So, yeah. And, and, and let's give the stats on states in the U.S. and countries. Do you have those handy? Yeah, 25 U.S. states and then eight countries, including the United States. Wow. So definitely spread out. And again, the, the whole reason that we've really got to think creatively about going virtual. So good stuff. What other elements 
maybe not standalone events, perhaps. We've talked a lot about those, the one-off events, but what are some of the things that you see or that you're doing intentionally to really foster those connections within the other activities that we're doing? Does anything stand out to y'all in those categories? Julia sort of mentioned this earlier, the department lunches. We really encourage departments to put time on everyone's calendar once a month to do something together that's not just having a Zoom meeting talking about work. So we encourage either ordering lunch or bringing your lunch and just having a nice, fun, hangout, chill time and not talking about work. And the teams that do participate in that always really enjoy it. Great point. We also have some Slack engagement events right now. We're doing the, oh heavens, the basketball, the college basketball. March Madness. March Madness. (laughs) We're doing like March Madness. So people have been blowing up that channel and creating their their boards and stuff. So I feel like that's been like a great point of connection. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, I've noticed you guys have added that recently. So not just the sort of the Zoom camera on events, but also connecting events that maybe allow folks to participate that are a bit fatigued of the cameras. So that that diversification is great. Yeah, that's a great point, Kendra. We had, you know, sort of noticed in trying to provide more of these opportunities for connection that people weren't always sort of taking us up on that offer because they're on Zoom for a lot of hours every week talking to people in the camera, in the room, in their house by themselves, which is just a strange feeling and thing. So we've really tried to look for opportunities to create these connection points on Slack instead of having it a thing where you have to sign on to Zoom. Great points. All right. We've got some folks in our live audience. Let's hop over there and see if anybody has a, a question that they're itching to ask this group of awesome panelists. All right. I see Rachel is ready to go. Hi guys. Hi. This is super fun. This is like definitely one of my favorite topics and all the events that you guys have organized have been so much fun and you make really good points about just having like a different experience than just a regular meeting on zoom. My question for you is, since we have such a diverse team across so many countries, how do you intentionally sort of try to be inclusive so it's not just like American-based themes and like, what are some strategies you have for that? I can take that one. So in, I mentioned when I've booked events through like a teambuilding.com, these more facilitated events, one of the first things I tell them is that we have an international team, people are in different time zones, and they are always, well, they show me the games that work best for international teams. And there are frequently customizations we can make that I have done a few times where if there's a trivia component, for example, that it's not just US-based, there was a pop culture trivia part of a previous event. And I had them, I told them which countries we had people from and they tailored it to our team so that there wasn't any left out feelings and that people could sort of shine in their own right with their knowledge from their home countries and cultures. 
And also we post engagements on the Slack and we we have a calendar which we use and we make sure to include different holidays from different countries like Carnival or Cinco de Mayo. Or like We want to make sure that we're not just focusing on American holidays because those holidays are very cool and awesome too. So of course we want to include them. Absolutely. I think the Chinese New Year series mm-hmm. maybe had some of the best engagement that I'd seen in a while. That was cool. All right. I see JT's got a question as well. Cool. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yep. Perfect. Very cool discussion. I like how the company and just individually thinking about kind of the balance between work engagement and then also kind of that social need that comes up in a more remote setting. It's like considering that balance, maybe from like a people operations standpoint, like how frequent or like what's the kind of cadence do you think like how often these events uh, can and should happen kind of figuring out you know, when you want to have focus time or when you want to have more of casual, kind of more fun time as a company? That's a great question, JT. And it's one we've actually talked a lot about on the POPs team. And when we've you've tried to sort of plan these things, we're thinking months ahead, like what's going to be happening culturally at this moment so that we can time things appropriately and get things scheduled in the right timeline. And there's always sort of this thing like it always feels like we've scheduled something during a week that has become extremely hectic. And it's tough because we try our best to say, okay, well, accounting is really busy during the beginning of the month doing like the close. And then ops is really busy at the end of the month. So maybe if we do it, the second week on the third day will hit a time that everyone will be not too burned out feeling to join another Zoom or participate in an event. The last one we did, actually, we'd put a lot of thought into the timing of it and actually pushed it back, I believe, because January was kind of crazy and there had been a lot of Zoom with the company retreat that we did, which was awesome, but people needed a little bit of a break. The day that we ended up scheduling it for, the week had become super hectic and crazy. And I think only about half the people actually participated in it that we had sort of planned for. Everyone who came had a great time, but it's always that give and take of we try our best to plan around all of these things or plan for it. But inevitably, something pops up. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Well, and having lots of options, I think, has been great. So if you do miss one of the events, there's always something else to look forward to. It doesn't ever feel like, oh, I've missed the one thing that we were going to do. So I think you guys do a great job of having, having things on the calendar so that if something does pop up and you miss it, you can sort of trust that it's going to come back around. I'd also like to add to what Mary Helen said that I think oftentimes the Slack channels can maybe be viewed as not as like a formal event, but I've observed, especially on like the water cooler or even the team out of office Slack channels, and then some of the various team Slack channels, some very interesting dialogue and interaction that although a formal event where we're sitting down, maybe having lunch or having a trivia event, or dressing up like Batman or something like that, where there's a lot of good interaction and connection with people. And so I think to the question of 
how often do we think about doing this? You know, we really just strive to have a lot of different avenues with which connection can happen on formal basis, but also informal basis. And then also look to really get feedback from folks too. So that way we know where we can be more agile, where we can make adjustments. For example, trivia, one of our team members, Susie, kind of put together that technology and science. And and that was a really a beautiful thing to see someone engage in that and then us have a very fun experience. That was probably the most entertaining chat of any Zoom meeting that has ever happened at Allocations. Wish we had that chat because that was just a beautiful thing to see people say, oh, it's going to be number C. And then sure enough, it was going to be answer C. And then people just being happy and excited. So just some additional thought there too, especially on those Slack channels and that connection that we can have informally as well. Great point. And we actually had a a different panel on last week's episode, episode 13, where we explored Slack and towards the end of the conversation got into how it fits into the connecting pieces as well. So you're right. It's kind of a one-two punch of synchronous events where we get on together and asynchronous activities that are facilitated that take some of that intensity and have to do it at exactly this time out of the equation. Great points. All right. Well, let's hop to Lisa. I see Lisa's got a question as well. Hi, everyone. I just want to thank you. I don't have a question today, but thank you for all you do to make it so everyone with all the different hours we work feels like we're a part of the team. And I will just tell you in the 20, 30 plus years I've been in corporate America, I've never felt so much at home and part of the team. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Thank you, Lisa. So lovely of you to say. Thank you. Yes, thank you for being here and and sharing that feedback. I know the team is incredibly intentional about really trying trying to provide that that experience. So Chloe's question is, what are the events that you miss the most? I think in-person events that don't transfer to virtual. And what do you think you can do in lieu of that? So my background is actually a bit in the IRL event world. And one of my favorite things to organize and see people experience was concerts or like musicians, shows, live, any kind of live music was always one of my favorite things to put together. And that's one thing that I feel like just doesn't quite translate on Zoom. Yeah, similar to MH, I come from a background of in-person events too. So I wouldn't say there's anything like any type of event specifically. I would say it's just like kind of like the vibe, (laughs) the lighting, the food, the smells, the people in the room, it can't be replicated. So that's why I always say virtual events are in addition to in-person events because I just love in-person events. I love planning them. I love everything about them. But I also love virtual events too now. So I consider them two separate things. You guys are blessed to live in the city. So we have to say that that perhaps colors your your judgment of how excellent in-person events are. That may or may not be true in other places in equal doses. So I love that you both bring that standard of of excellence, you know, an expectation to what we're doing. Thank you. I know for me, I really enjoyed going to lunch with colleagues and maybe others who are visiting and whatnot. And so we've tried to replicate that to the extent that we can with encouraging departments, having 
like a monthly luncheon together. And there really is no best way to replicate where you're in person. You can shake hands, give hugs, pats on the back, or you can see the whole person and like, oh, like I didn't, those are new shoes. Like I have those same shoes or, or stuff like that. And at the same time, though, really trying to be intentional with the time that we do have together, I think helps to try and bridge that the best that we can. So on our team, Shannon is really good at stimulating dialogue if sometimes it lags a little bit of just inserting a question to really get us to talk and engage and connect together about different non-work-related topics. And so I think when you try and be intentional about it with that, you can still have a very enjoyable experience and time, but is definitely one that's really hard to replicate with an IRL event. James, when you said mention new shoes, it reminded me one thing that I have been surprised, I guess, that translates well to Zoom is the sort of dress up and costumey opportunities that we get. Our Halloween costume contest was so much fun and we had so much participation. Even our holiday little Christmas party where we did sort of Christmas dress up, there were some really awesome contributions. I went ham on the Christmas dress up. (laughs) It was just so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, that always feels great. That's why I'm wearing a green shirt for St. Patrick's Day today. (laughs) Love it. Always on target. Okay, so as we wrap up, I'd love to ask if you could share an insight or a a piece of wisdom with someone that was in another company that is really wanting to help facilitate connection amongst their remote team. What would be your key wisdom or your key insight? If you could share just one thing with that person in that company, what would you say? We'll go first. I think you just have to start someplace. And so even if it is just scheduling a taking off our work hat Zoom meeting to just talk about whatever is going on in the world, whatever we're watching on our computers, whatever we're playing with with our hands and fingers, I think that's just, you just need to start. Action is really important. And oftentimes we can talk and talk and talk, but really just starting it. And so I think that action in and of itself of, hey, we're going to get people together and we'll talk about what we want to do next time, I think is a good place to start. Just getting ideas and then making those plans and being intentional about acting on those plans. I would say... (laughs) (laughs) I would say similarly to James, it's just like having that schedule, like for this team, they're going to have a lunch once a month. So making sure you put that on the schedule as a company, we're going to have one big event a month. Let's put that on the schedule this week. We're going to have engagement one, two, three. We're following the different holidays. So I just think honestly, in the same way you do for in-person events, it's just having that organized schedule that you follow in order to produce the best results. It's about consistency. Yeah. And I think for me, it would be to, it can feel like a lot of pressure to be organizing something that's supposed to be fun for so many people, but don't worry, your team will love it. They will welcome the opportunity to connect with each other, to have a good laugh. They will enjoy it. Even if something with Zoom messes up or the link's not there or whatever happens, 
it will be appreciated and it will be fun. Those are three good ones. So get started, be consistent and schedule it and trust the process, so to speak. Trust the tools and the and the team. Wow, that was great. And we didn't even plan that. So great one, two, three recap. Again, thank you all so much for being here and sharing. And thank you to our our audience team members with such great questions. It's just so much fun to explore this topic and all continue to learn and grow and get better at it. Thank you for having us. Thank you.